Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. These are the prison epistles. Everyone, you'll have to excuse any strange background noises you might hear uh, during this week's dailies as they are uh, actively working on the roof. They're, they're overhead with cranes and machines and uh, lots of hammers. And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're going we're gonna to press through this. But if you hear a little background noise, that's what it is. I came across the story of John Newfeld uh, this week. Newfeld uh, is the executive director for a homeless shelter and, and a network of recovery centers across Canada. Uh, Newfeld's family, he, they came over to Canada in uh, the sort of mid to early 1980s uh, from Russia. And in, the, in the, those early 80s, um, Russians were really seen as the enemy. Think the 1972 hockey series, that kind of an idea where, where Russians were the bad guys. And his family immigrated over to Canada um, and he really experienced uh, uh, a bullying, right? As, as this Russian kid, as the, the, the bad kid. And he was ostracized, he was excluded. And, and he, he compared that to, to life growing up in Russia where uh, really the kids would just play all together on the streets all day and, and every home in the neighborhood, the doors were always open for him to go in and get a meal and just share a conversation. Uh, you know, contrasting that to Canada where uh, the neighborhood doors were all closed and the neighbors were looking out at him with suspicion. Uh, and he really felt excluded and ostracized. He felt like he was on the outside of society looking in. Um, I think it's a pretty important theme uh, for us to, to grapple with this idea of exclusion. Uh, as we come into Paul's letters, uh, Paul is writing to the Gentiles. Uh, the Gentiles were everyone in that day and age who weren't Jewish. And there was a really stark distinction between the two. Paul calls himself the apostle to the Gentiles. So he's going out beyond Jerusalem to, to the rest of the world. Uh, in that day, the, the central part of, of Jewish society was the temple. It was the most important place uh, for them, uh, sort of physically. Uh, within the temple, there was the Holy of Holies, and that was uh, separated off with this large curtain, and only the high priest, only once a year after uh, sort of drawn out and pretty major preparations, uh, only once a year could go into the Holy of Holies. And it was so uh, so so separate and, and, and revered that they would have a, a rope tied around their leg in case uh, there was something impure in their life and they fell down dead in, in, in the presence of God. Uh, and so there was the Holy of Holies, and then outside of that, there was sort of the, it was part of the temple, but uh, separate from the Holy of Holies was uh, the, the, the area where the priests would go and they would offer uh, incense and, and sort of do their priestly duties. And so that was sort of the next area beyond the Holy of Holies. And then outside of that, there was the Jewish courtyard outside where, where the Jews would gather, where sacrifices were made. And then there was a dividing wall. Uh, and we still have uh, remnants of this dividing wall today. Beyond the dividing wall was the court of the Gentiles. And that's as close as the Gentiles were allowed to come to God's presence. There were all these barriers in place. Uh, and, and on this wall that separated the court of the Gentile and the Jews was this inscription, uh, which said, uh, No foreigner is to enter within the forecourt and the balustrade around the sanctuary. Whoever is caught will have himself to blame for his subsequent death. Uh, so this is how seriously they took this division, the separation between Jews and Gentiles. There was animosity and there was hatred, really. Um, and the Romans even allowed, to, to a certain degree, the Jews to prosecute this law and, and, and to punish people for crossing over. The Romans kind of appeased uh, the Jewish leadership with the ability to prosecute this thing. 
and, and the attitude of the day of, of between Jews and Gentiles is even even comes up in, in a historian from the day uh, who said uh, the Gentiles said the Jews were created by God to be fuel for the fires of hell. That was. That was the way the, the Jewish people in that day viewed the Gentiles. That was this, this animosity and division. It was not even lawful to render help to a Gentile mother in her hour of sorest need. Uh, so in, in the pains of, of, of childbirth, for that would simply be to bring another Gentile into the world. Uh, so you, you get this, this sense of the kind of separation there was and exclusion there was when Paul is writing. Uh, Paul himself is actually in prison being accused of taking a Gentile across that barrier. Uh, he didn't, but he was accused of it, and that's why he's in prison. So again, for, for trying to break down, he's accused of breaking down this, this barrier. And so we pick up the text here in Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 3, uh, starting, sorry, Ephesians chapter 2, uh, starting in 11. Uh, Therefore remember that at one time you Gentiles in the flesh called the uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision, which is made in the flesh by hand. So uh, again, he's writing to Gentiles, Gentiles in Ephesus. And and this is uh, sort of a slang derogatory term that as a Jew, he used to use towards the Gentiles, calling them the uncircumcised. It was derogatory slander. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, alienated from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Uh, So he's saying that as Gentiles, you were on the outside of this covenant. You were excluded, that there was a barrier, that you could not come near God, that you were hopeless. Verse 13, but... Now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. For he himself is our peace who has made us both one and has broken down in his flesh the dividing wall of hostility. Um, Literally that barrier, that barricade, that wall that separated Jews and Gentiles that in Christ, not only has he broken that down, but he's also torn open the curtain to the Holy of Holies to God's presence itself. That Jesus has torn down these barriers between each other and God. By abolishing the law of the commandments expressed in the ordinances, that he might create himself one new man in the place of two, so making peace, and might reconcile us both to God in one body through the cross, thereby killing the hostility. It's the, the fulfillment of the old covenant to Abraham that, that through Abraham all the nations of the world be blessed. That in Jesus now there is not just this division between uh, the Jew and the Gentile, but now there's, there's one new covenant, one man, not two. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and peace to those who were near. So peace to those who are far off were the Gentiles, peace to those who were near were the Jews. For through him we both have access in one spirit to the Father. So then you are no longer strangers and aliens, but are fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God. Again, it's this language that he uses of adoption, of of that which was on the outside being brought in and made an insider. And that's what a covenant was, was, was taking someone who wasn't kin and making them kin. Built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Christ Jesus himself being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure being joined together grows into a holy temple in the Lord. In him you also are being built together into a dwelling place for God by the Spirit. 
So the, the physical temple mount in Jerusalem is being replaced. It's being abolished and done away with just as the old law and, and the importance of that is being done away with. And now in Jesus, there's something new where, where now we are the temple of God. Not individually, not I'm a temple of God, you're a temple of God. The language that Paul is using is that together, it's like we're each a brick and together we build the temple of God, new temple that the Spirit dwells not only just within me, but within us corporately, both Jews and Gentiles, all nations, tribes, and tongues around the world, as we are now the temple of the Holy Spirit. Um, we see uh, throughout Scripture uh, th- these images of two brothers, right? Uh, it's a recurring theme all the way through, that there, there's the beloved son, perhaps, and then there's the rest of the family, which feels ostracized and, and pushed aside. You see it with Cain and Abel. Uh, we see it with Shem and his, his brother. Shem is, bo- is the, the favorite. We see it, with obviously, with Ishmael and Isaac. Isaac is, is the beloved son, and Ishmael is, is, is sort of thrown aside. Um, we have Joseph and his brothers. We see um, the prodigal son in the New Testament. Jesus tells the story of uh, the one son that runs off and the one that stays. And there's this constant theme of animosity between two brothers. Uh, and we kind of see the same idea in, in the Jews and the Gentiles, uh, which kind of goes all the way back again to sort of the Ishmael and Isaac kind of idea. Um, but it's like in Jesus, there's, there's this reconciliation, that it's Jesus who is the beloved Son. Jesus, God, the Son, the beloved Son of God, um, makes room for us, the wayward children, those who were on the outside, those who were excluded, those who were ostracized, that through Jesus, the Son, there, there's room made in the family for us. Uh, see, I think it's important as, as we come to Ephesians and read a passage like this that I don't think anyone in our church has, has a good Jewish stock that we come from. We don't have that, that pure sort of Jewish bloodline that all of us come from a line of godless pagans. That at one time we were excluded. At one time we were on the outside. At one time we were hopeless in our sin, that we were not part of the covenant people. But Jesus has made a way. Jesus has broken down the barrier for you and for me that Jesus has brought us into the family by adoption. And, and we see it over and over here in, in, in this section alone. In verse 14, we see that He is our peace, and that is God the Father adopting us into the family. We see in, in verse 15 that Jesus makes our peace, that Jesus, that God the Son, is our redemption. He buys us out of slavery by paying the price for our sin on the cross. And we see that in verse 17, that he proclaims our peace. And it's this, that the spirit who seals us with the inheritance, that we are marked as his because the spirit dwells within us. And so the responsibility for us then is, is, is always, we see what God does first and we respond in kind. You know, we're told that, that we are to love because He first loved us. That's in, in John 13. And so I think there's an expectation on us, those who were far. We were far. We were excluded. We were on the outside. But through Jesus, we have been brought near. We've been brought into the temple and have become the temple. That there's an expectation on us because we've been brought near that we are to go and find the outsiders that we are to find the excluded and to welcome them in. We welcome because he first welcomed us. Uh, and, um, I, you know, having grown up in the church, I think sometimes we just lose sight of that, 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 that God owes us nothing. 
that the fact that we were welcomed in, that we were brought in, that we were adopted is a sheer act of grace. And, and sometimes we just need that perspective, I think, of I was once on the outside. I was outside the walls. I was excluded and other, but Jesus brought me in by grace. And so it should drive us to go, who am I being called to welcome in? And so uh, the call today uh, is, is just to reflect on and think about um, who in your life do you see as the outsider, the excluded? And is there anything that you can do to make them feel welcome, to make them feel noticed? Maybe it's to invite them into your home for a meal. Maybe it's to take them out for a coffee. Maybe it's just to slow down and ask them questions about themselves. Let them talk. Let them feel, feel noticed and to have the, invite the excluded and the outsider in. Uh, maybe it's inviting them into your house church or inviting them here on a Sunday morning. Um, how can we be part of God's mission of taking the outsiders and inviting them in uh, just as he has done for us? Let's pray. God, we thank you that, uh, that though we were once on the outside excluded, you owed us nothing, God. You made a way for us. You broke down the barriers in Jesus and you made us one. I know that we take that for granted every day. But God, give us the perspective of seeing it anew um, and worshiping you for, for your grace and your inclusion of us into your kingdom, into your family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. We'll hope you have a great week. We'll talk again soon.